0: Today, I want to tell you about Kate and her fear fantasy. She was an IC at a mortgage company. had been there for years. She worked hard. She worked harder than her colleagues, and at most times, she worked probably even harder than her boss. And every year, when it was time for her performance conversation, she would pump herself up to have a conversation with her boss. She knew she deserved a promotion, but she was consumed by the fear and the potential rejection and the judgment that she thought her boss would have waiting for her if she brought it up. So this perceived fear consumed her and held her back from getting what she truly deserved. Welcome to Kate's fear fantasy. Hey, thanks for tuning in to the Corporate Yogi Podcast. I'm your host, Julie Zuzak. This pod is your dedicated time for growth Developing practical tools to use with your team and in your other relationships and to learning deeply about who you are and what makes you tick. Because you are a brilliant and powerful being and I want you to invest more time in reflecting on who you are being, not just what you are doing. Doing is awesome, but being, well, that's where the magic happens and that is what makes you truly feel fulfilled. So you're going to love this episode today on fear fantasies and discovering whether or not you have one. I guarantee you've never listened to an episode on this topic before. This is something new. This is a corporate yogi original based on all the content and the data that my clients have brought to me. I started to see this pattern a couple years ago and I was like, hey, we need to do an episode on fear fantasies because so many people have them. So here's a look at what you're going to learn today. In the first segment, I'm going to explain exactly what a fear fantasy is. Then in the second segment, I'm going to explain how they are so paralyzing. And then in the last segment, I'm going to share how to overcome your fear fantasy, if you have one, so it doesn't completely keep you stuck. So get out of your head, into your heart, and let's dive right in, shall we? Fear fantasies are stories that we create that allow us to stay small and stay stuck. They justify us not acting and allowing our fear to be greater than our desire. So I want to start by telling you a story about Kate and her fear fantasy about asking for a promotion. You see, Kate was in her role for many, many years. She was an IC at a really large mortgage broker company. And she'd been there for years. She worked hard, so very hard, harder than most of her colleagues, and at times, let's be honest, harder than even her boss. And every year when it was time for her performance conversation, she would start with the same excited thoughts running through her head, this is the year. I am ready for a promotion. I know I'm ready. I deserve it. I can do the work. I'm going to break through to the next level. And yet, every year, no matter how much she pumped herself up, She never actually went through with it and initiated the promotion with her boss. She never had the conversation with her boss about getting promoted, or if she did, it was watered down and lackluster, and she didn't even really try. She just brought it up and then let it go. She was consumed by the fear, the potential rejection, and the judgment that she thought her boss would have waiting for her if she brought it up. Now, this perceived fear consumed her. And she held on to it so tightly. This was her fear fantasy. It's as if the disappointment of being stuck and not asking for what she really wanted became more familiar and more comfortable to her. It was part of what kept her stuck. Fear fantasies are normal and they're more common than we think. And it's so easy to spot them in other people and to call them out and point fingers. But when they're our own fear fantasies, They feel a little more real, a little more all-consuming, and we don't feel like we have any other options available to us. Common fear fantasies happen around promotions and career, around pitching or sharing an idea in a meeting, around asking for people to be our champion or our advocate on our behalf. It basically boils down to advocating on our own behalf or asking someone else to advocate for us. As leaders, it's so easy and second nature for us to champion our team members, but when it comes to self-promotion, we often struggle. We haven't always built the same muscles. So coming back to Kate, it took us months of coaching to excavate through her fear fantasy and start the conversation process with her boss. And that's the thing with a fear fantasy. It isn't just a one-off thought of what might happen. It's a long-range, committed narrative that we have created about how we are convinced things are going to play out in a negative way for us and that we will be rejected. Some of the scaffolding that she created to hold up the story was that her boss didn't actually believe that she was ready for the promotion and that if she put herself in that role, she actually couldn't be able to handle it. Logically, she knew she was ready. Deep down inside, she knew she was. But as part of her story and narrative, she had created so much self-doubt over the years that the self-doubt took over and she couldn't move forward to take action. So part of the work that we did together was to schedule conversations with her boss to make sure those conversations actually happened. I urged Kate to find a mentor internally who could help her pursue this promotion I also asked her to uh, find another colleague who had recently been promoted and find out what it was like for them to move into their new role. Basically, we started to find evidence for her all around that this was possible, which would propel her to take action and chip away at her fear fantasy. Now, I'll be honest, it wasn't an easy path, it took many conversations. But in the end, Kate was successful with her promotion and now has been happily in her new role for more than a year. So this leads me to another conversation with a client and another fear fantasy where we discuss the desire for him to leave his current role and find a new role in a different industry that is more aligned with his core values and passions in life. How exciting, right? To claim this vision and really be clear on what he wants to do and what he's passionate about. So I dive into starting to help him create an action plan, and he presents me with a long list of reasons why he can't actually dive into this dream right now, aka a fear fantasy. You can spot it now, right? Some of the excuses include that people are going to laugh at him and poke fun at him because he doesn't actually have the experience in that new industry, and he's not actually qualified. So as much as he really wants to start working in the new industry, he's made up a story telling him that he can't because other people's opinion of him will dominate his action. And the last example of a fear fantasy that I want to share is a client who is a really big picture thinker and a brilliant problem solver. So every year she wants to pitch her boss and his team on a resourcing solution to face the same issue that comes up every year. She knows the problem, she sees the problem, she's run all the numbers, and she has the solution. But every time she envisions herself as the person speaking up to fix it, she pictures everyone just laughing at her and not taking her seriously. Why would she put herself out there if no one's actually going to hear her and people are just going to mock her? So each of these stories that I share are fear fantasies and they are playing out because we have made up a story about how a specific scenario will play out in our head and how it will make us look and feel. We'll share an idea and people will shoot it down. We'll talk about future career plans, and people won't take us seriously. We'll put ourselves out there to share our dreams, but people will just laugh at us. It's as if we have fully scripted out the entire scenario and how it's going to play out for us. And we haven't left any other wiggle room for other options to happen. Mm -hmm. This is why fear fantasies are so dangerous. And I want to share one more fear fantasy before we wrap up this segment. And I'm going to actually contradict myself here slightly because what I've been saying here is that fear fantasies are irrational and if you name them, they won't come true. You'll realize how ridiculous they are. Well, in this next story is an example when, of when one of my fear fantasies came true. So when I left my last full-time job about 12 years ago, I created a fear of fantasy unconsciously, not on purpose, right? Not intentionally that all my old colleagues, or old clients would start making fun of me for starting my own business and becoming a coach. I had no experience. I only had marketing experience and I was worried that they would make fun of me for that. And guess what? They did. They did make fun of me. And guess what else? I survived. My fear fantasy played out about two years into the business, and one of my previous colleagues revealed to me that they often watch what I post on LinkedIn and make fun of me for what I'm doing, full stop. That's the end of the story. It shows more about how small-minded they are, how petty they are, and the fact that they even told me to my face probably means that there's a little bit of jealousy there. So, to wrap up here, fear fantasies are real. They hold a lot of power. Sometimes they come true, and sometimes they don't. But we must never, ever, ever allow them to dictate our life. So why are fear fantasies so dangerous? Well, quite simply put, they put us in a very challenging one-track mind about how a scenario will play out. They don't give us room to see other options or for things to play out in a different way. We end up making up stories about other people, about how they see us, and quite often this includes limitations. It also takes away our ability to wonder and play out different scenarios. Too often we get tied down in our own limitations of our mind, and our fear fantasies become a way for us to stay stuck in that limited one-track mind. We've created this story. We've told it over and over and so many times in our head that we're almost invested in it all playing out that way almost to the point that if it doesn't go our way, we would be disappointed in it not playing out that familiar way. Yes, even catastrophizing something can be familiar and welcome to us because it gives us a sense of knowing and being right. Familiarity for us is a positive thing, if it is negative or if it is positive, either way. But bottom line, fear fantasies must be tackled. This concept of a fear fantasy is very similar to upper limiting that Gay Hendricks talks about in his book The Big Leap. Here's how he sees it. He names it the upper limit problem. It's a tendency to sabotage ourselves once we exceed the artificial limit that we have placed on ourselves. So, all of us have an internal thermostat that we set to an upper limit for a certain level of success. Of love of creativity of happiness and general well-being that we allow ourselves to enjoy in life now once we have exceeded this limit we tell ourselves oh this is too good to be true I can't possibly have it all and then we subconsciously sabotage ourselves and fall back within our self-imposed limits our internal thermostat sets an upper limit for the level of success, love, creativity, and happiness that we allow ourselves to enjoy. And once we exceed this limit, we unconsciously sabotage ourselves to fall back within our self-imposed limits. So to understand how we tackle the upper limiting or the self-sabotage, we must understand that there are four underlying fears or beliefs behind it. Fear number one feeling flawed and unworthy of success. Fear two is a fear of disloyalty and abandonment. Three, fear of all the burdens from success. And four, fear of surpassing others. Now such fears are so damaging because we believe that they are true. And once you're aware of where they come from and how they affect you, they really, really reduce their power over you. It's kind of like shining a light to dispel the darkness. Once you recognize your inner fears and your self-imposed limitations, you can learn to spot when you're upper limiting yourself. So pay attention to the following ways that you might be choking yourself off your flow of positive energy. So how do we destroy our fear fantasies? Well, there are five steps to crushing your fear fantasy. Step one is to make it conscious. Make it real and make it known that it is there. Only then can we really start to take the power out of it. It's kind of like having an invisible enemy. If we don't really know about our fear fantasy, it's going to be pretty hard to tackle and dismantle it. Step two is to acknowledge that it was actually us that created the fear fantasy. Then we can have a little bit more compassion for ourselves in this situation and also feel a little bit more empowered to destroy the fear fantasy. Step three is to imagine different outcomes or different scenarios play out instead of the fear fantasy. So imagine how it's going to feel like for you to conquer your fear fantasy. What will be possible? Who will you be? Step four is to talk to someone who can really help you reveal exactly how irrational the fear fantasy is. This could be your coach, your mentor, your colleague, your friend, so long as it's someone who is going to really respect how you feel and not make you feel wrong through this process. We just want them to help us get out of our own way. And then step five is to look for outside proof that this isn't our destiny. Who do we know around us, either in the company or at another organization, who has beat this kind of situation? What risks did they take and how were they rewarded? Okay, before we wrap up this segment here about fear fantasies, I want to leave you with three truths about fear fantasies. Number one, the longer we hold on to them and keep them to ourselves, the stronger they become deep down we know that the fear fantasy is ridiculous so our saboteurs really step in there and protect it so that no one can dismantle it the second truth that I mentioned earlier is that sometimes fear fantasies actually do come true as in the case that I shared of my old colleagues I worried that they were making fun of me and they were did it destroy me no I truly felt sorry for them and their little lives And just to be crystal clear, because I consider myself, you know, a pretty classy person, not a trash talker. I wanted to tell you that this incident played out with only two of my previous colleagues. It wasn't like a whole massive department of uh, or onslaught of people gossiping about me. It was really only two key people involved, or so I knew, they told me. And quite frankly, most of my previous colleagues were pretty supportive of what I had created and they were proud of me. And then the third truth about a fear fantasy is that they're reinforced by the RAS, or what we call the reticular activation system, which means that if we work really hard to find evidence that something is true, we're going to find it. So the RAS explains why when we're in the market to buy a Tesla, that is literally all the car that we see on the street. We only see white Teslas everywhere. So where your attention goes, your energy flows, and your thoughts literally become things. Okay, so let's wrap up this segment by giving you a summary of the five steps to crush your fear fantasy. Step one is to make it conscious, make it real, and know that it is there. Only then can you really start to take the power out of it. It's like having an invisible enemy. If we don't really know about our fear fantasy, it's going to be pretty hard to tackle and dismantle it. Step two is to acknowledge that it was us that created the fear fantasy. Then we can have a little more compassion for ourselves in this situation. And also feel a little bit more empowered to destroy the fear fantasy. Step three is to imagine different outcomes and scenarios playing out instead of the fear fantasy. Imagine how it's going to feel when you conquer it. What is going to be possible? Who are you going to be? Step four is to talk to someone who can help you reveal exactly how irrational this fear fantasy is. This could be your coach, your mentor, your colleague, your friend. So long as it's someone who is going to respect how you feel and not make you feel wrong through the process. We just want to help you get out of your own way. And then step five is to look for outside proof that this isn't your destiny. Okay, it's time to start wrapping up this episode on discovering your fear fantasy. How has this been for you? Has it been really eye-opening? Has it been something where you've learned a lot about the fears that have held you back? Do you feel like you're able to spot fear fantasies now in yourself or in others? Did my story about Kate really resonate with you? Did you like hearing about my fear fantasy and my colleagues that were making fun of me? As always, if you are inspired by the content that you learned today, please share this episode with a friend, with a colleague, or on social media. You can also subscribe to this episode on my website at thecorporateyogi.com. If you want to book a time to chat with me directly, to discuss fear fantasies, or to discuss coaching in general, you can find my booking link on LinkedIn or on Instagram at thecorporateyogi. And as always, remember that any fear, especially a fear fantasy, or resistance that you hold inside of you is simply just your greatness in disguise.